just let God speak to you. Just let God speak to your heart during this time of worship. Um, and as we go through these these prayers uh, tonight, as we as we pray about certain things, and it'll make a little bit more sense as we go through it tonight. Um, on Sunday, we'll actually start our scripture reading, and so that was that link was sent out uh, a little bit earlier, about two or three hours ago. We put that link out for the for the Bible reading plan, so for you to read the Bible, track along with us on the Bible the uh, Bible app. You can find that. Um, on our Facebook page or just let me know if you shoot me a text I'll send you a link uh, through text message that you can use through the through the Bible app but we want to read the Bible together we'll actually be giving you cards on Sunday that will start on the 10th and go all the way through the 30th and so we'll pray for 21 21 days there'll be specific prayers each day that we're asking you to pray and so that's what this is this is about it's just a time that we're uh, asking God God speak to us God, let us be introspective about what's going on in our heart. God, let us look at our families and do well with our families. And God, help our country. You know, this is these are these are prayers that we're going to be praying. And so uh, we want you just to think about that. But I want you to stand with me, if you will. And uh, we're going to uh, go ahead and get started here. And let me pray, and then we'll 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 go into some worship. Father God, we thank you and we love you and. We just want to honor you tonight in what we do. We thank you, Father, that you are a God that hears us. You are a God that is not caught off guard by anything. Nothing surprises you. Nothing is outside of your reach, and nothing is bigger than you. We remind ourselves of that tonight. We remind ourselves that you are a great big God, and we need that now. We need a God that is that is caring and a God that is life changing and so Lord you are that God and you are that in our life and so we invite you to speak to us we invite you Lord into this place Lord let freedom and liberty be here let there be authenticity in our worship that it's more than just a song that it becomes Father a cry of our heart and so we invite you into this time and we pray Father that, that we can hear from you we can sense your power Lord, we can know that we have been in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together. Y'all can feel free to have a seat. I feel awkward us sitting in your seat. I know y'all probably been at work all day, and I'm sure you'd enjoy it. As long as you promise to still work with us tonight.
Take a minute, and, and I know we had you sit down tonight, but I want you for just a few minutes, if you will, just to stand with us. I want to sing this out one more time, and I, I want you to just close your eyes, and I want you to just lift your hands up, and I just want you to invite God's presence right to where you're at, not just in this room, but right to where you're at. And so as you just close your eyes and just block everything out, everybody out, just say, God, just meet me right here. Let's sing that again. speak to us. God, let your word find its place. Lord, let us be moved tonight by your love, by your compassion, but by your truth, by the honesty of what our life has been and what it needs to become. And so, Lord, we invite you now to speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, you may be seated, and I'm not going to speak to you real long because we've got uh, some interactive things we're going to be doing, and so I hope everybody got your bowl, right? And so if you're watching this online, um, you'll actually be able to pause this right now and go get yourself a bowl. Hopefully you got a paper bowl in your house, uh, like many of us do, because we're too uh, lazy to wash the dishes. And so if you've got a paper bowl, go ahead and get a paper bowl and write your name on the middle of that paper bowl. So if you came in late, you can go ahead and do this right now, too. Get one of these bowls and write your name in the middle of that bowl with a Sharpie. Draw a circle around your name. And then on the outside of that circle, just write the names of the people who are the most important things in your life or the things that are the most important in your life, okay? And so um, that's what we want you to do. So you can go ahead and and get ready for that. But um, I want to talk to you just for just a couple minutes tonight. Um, 
I'm so glad that you guys are here, and, and I look forward to these. Now, a lot of you know that um, we used to live in this house back here. There's, there's a parsonage here on this property, and so we lived there for, uh, gosh, almost nine years. Uh, nine years. Uh, we built the house in 2011, and so um, we we were blessed to be able to be there. And for so long, you know how many, how many times you just get so used to doing things? I mean, you know, muscle memory. Yeah. You know, so that's me. I've got this muscle memory that when I drive these roads, it's like my brain just, you know, subconsciously is telling me, yeah, to go ahead and turn right. And, and I did that the other day. I was supposed to turn left and go that way down 144, and my brain just, just kicked in and just said, this muscle memory is, yep, yep, that's what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go right. And, and I was driving down here to the church, and I'm thinking, no, that's not where I want to go. And I've, I've done that so much that it's just hard to break that habit, right? So how many of you got hard habits to break, right? Was that a Chicago song? I think that was Chicago, right? You're a hard habit to break. All right, so you can, you can sing that a little bit and understand that there are hard habits to break in our life. Tonight being the first night of our prayer and worship night, I thought that it was really important for us to start at a place where we deal with our habits, the things that we have allowed our lives to become. And maybe uh, you've got in your mind right now, maybe there's some habits that you've got, maybe there's some good habits that you've got right? Uh, I went to the dentist this past week, and they said my teeth look really good, so I've got a good habit of brushing my teeth really well, right? All right, you know, um, but maybe there's some bad habits that we have as well, all right? And we're not going to confessional tonight. You don't have to come up and confess to me. Uh, That's next week, okay? So we're we're not going to confessional, but that's a good thing. I mean, you can't confess your sins. That'd be a great thing. Uh, But there's there's habits that we have. And see, we use words like habits and mistakes, but really we use those words in an effort to soften what it is because really a lot of times what we're talking about is a word called sin. And and that is something that our lives uh, we we allow in too quickly, too easily, and we let it become part of us. And so so thinking about this, the things that we just kind of allow, maybe the things that we kind of move into. And, and tonight there's four C words that we're going to look at. Uh, there's the word um, complacency where you kind of, you just kind of get, eh, I'm, this is where I'm at. I'm kind of used. How many of you know when you stayed home during a lockdown, you got a little complacent? You know, unless you were like one of these essential workers that you had to go in. And if you spent a lot of time on you, like you got used to getting up maybe a little bit later. You know, I'm just kind of compl- How many of you kids, high schoolers, you know, middle schoolers, how many of you guys, you know, it was difficult to go back. Maybe it was difficult to go back to school today, first day of school. How many of you had a difficult time? Yeah? Come on, be honest, right? Parents, how many of you had a difficult time for you, right? So, you know, if, if we're looking at things, we get into the habit or we get into these routines or we get into this, this place or this mode that we just get complacent, and we're just, well, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. It's kind of like a warm bath. We just kind of kind of just slide down into it, and we just want to stay there. We're going to talk about complacency. We're going to talk about where we move from complacency, and actually we move to a place of compromise. Because compromise is not only where we're just kind of, we're okay with where we're at, then we begin to move the boundaries of our life. And maybe, maybe in your life you've had, well, no, I will never do that. But as you get complacent and you get, lazy if let's maybe just no other word and then we begin to move those boundaries in our life we begin to move them back a little bit and we begin to allow things in our life that we never would have before and so we begin to compromise c word number two c word number three is after a while of compromising where we compromise you know uh this action and we we compromise this behavior here and we make little compromises here and there And then we begin to be captivated by these things that we allow in our life. Because maybe they they actually, maybe this actually feels pretty good. Maybe this is something that, you know what, maybe it's not so bad. It doesn't feel so bad right now. Maybe these are things that I I just, I, I kind of enjoy doing this. And you get captivated with it. But the longer you stay in that place, it leads you to the last 
point that we're going to talk about is being totally consumed. And you know people and I know people, and maybe you've been this person where you've been consumed by something in your life where you just say, I've been consumed by things and sin that have kept me bound. Maybe it's unforgiveness, maybe it's habits, maybe it's attitudes, maybe it's mindsets, maybe it's um, actions, uh, you know, maybe it's substance abuse, whatever it is, there are so many things that can consume our life. And so there's two passages of Scripture I want us to read tonight. And the first one is found in Hebrews chapter 12. And when I, th- I began to think about uh, this, just these two Scriptures, uh, came to me and it's it's therefore since we are surrounded in, in Hebrews chapter 12 beginning in verse 1 it says therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin there it is Whoa, it's that little three-letter word but it is so weighty it is so heavy it it means so much the sin which clings so closely and, and that word clings, I don't know about you, but maybe have you ever had a, had a shirt that you pulled out of the dryer, right? And it's just static clingy, right? It's just kind of like all over the place. It doesn't fit right. It doesn't feel right. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. And, and that should be how sin is, but maybe that's not how it starts. But that's definitely how it can end up where you get into those places like, I, I, I don't like where I'm at. I don't want to be here anymore. But after you walk down that road so far, maybe it seems like you can't back up. And so he, he talks about, in this passage, the writer of Hebrews, he says, and lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. and Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I know my wife, Raina, she... Uh, took me on a four-wheeler ride. How many like riding four-wheelers? You know, ATVs, right? And so she, we were riding four-wheeler at her grandfather's house, and, and we went down this trail. And I'd already been down this trail uh, before her, and I saw that there was this huge spider web that was across the trail. And I said, listen, I said, you need to go down this other trail because there's this big spider web, and I don't want us to run through it because I don't like spiders, right? Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? All right, that's what I'm talking about, my spider-hating people. We are anti-spiders, right? All right, and so my loving wife, what she does is she does not listen to me and does not take the trail that I told her to take. She actually floors the gas as fast as it could go with that four-wheeler and runs us right through that spider web. And you know what? All I could feel is that spider web clinging all over the back of my head. And you know what I'm thinking? It's, it's on my head. That spider is on my back. It's on my head. It's going to climb down on my shirt. And, and I could not. I kept feeling like I'm just, I couldn't. You know when you walk through a spider web? You can't get it off, right? It just keeps, you just keep feeling it. And it's, that is the picture that I get when I read the scripture. For me, that's what I, I think about. That is the, the feeling that it's just like, I, I can't get this off of me. And I think that is a great depiction of what sin does. Sin that so easily we walk into, but it is difficult to get out of. The last scripture is this in the book of Romans. The apostle Paul writes this. He says, for I do not understand my own actions. Anybody, you been there? I don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in, uh, that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right. I mean, if you, have, you want to do what's right, but you find yourself doing the exact opposite of that, right? You, you want to always say the right things. You, you want to always have the right attitude, right? But then you find maybe you've not said the right thing. Maybe you find that you've not had the right attitude. And he goes on, he says this. He says, so for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want. The evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I want, now, if I do 
what I do not want, it is no longer I who, who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So this thing, that, that sin that begins this, this maybe at this place of complacency, but at some point it ends to consume us. That's what we want to do tonight. So I want you to go ahead and I want you to get your bowl ready. And if my, my peoples can go ahead and get to your places, because we're gonna, we've got four stations tonight that we want you to come to. And this first station uh, is my station. So everybody's going to come see me. Now, what I'm going to do is I've got some syrup. How many of you like syrup? Tastes good, right? That's the good stuff. And, and my station here, you're going to see when you walk up, what the this, this, this station that I have here, this first stop right here, is complacency. And so tonight, what this is, is kind of give you this walkthrough of this process of, you know what, it starts out sweet, but it's not going to continue to be sweet. So when you come to me, you're going to, next you're going to go see Raina, and then after that, you're going to go see Pastor Trent, and then after that, you're going to go see the ghost man on third base over there, Chuck Taylor, she's going to be over there. And, and, and this is what I want you to do. So, and this is why I wanted you to make sure that you got some hand sanitizer. We're going we're gonna to put some stuff in your bowl, right? And we want you just to taste it. Just, not, not, not just, we don't want you to turn it up, anything like that. Just take your finger and dip in it and touch it to your tongue and, and taste it, okay? And that's why nobody else needed to touch your bowl. That's why you needed to sanitize your hands, all right? And, and so uh, we're not going to be touching your bowl either, okay? So, uh, and don't be sharing bowls, all right? But this is what I want you to do, and, and, and we'll do this kind of in sections. So I'm going to let this section over here uh, come first. So if all you guys on my right-hand side will go ahead and come forward, and um, I will fill. This is, kinda, this is where we need that, that song, fill my cup, Lord, or fill my bowl, Lord. No, go ahead and stand. Come on, come on up, come on up. Yeah, come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up. So... All right, you can go see Raina in the next the next station. All right, guys, next, come on up.
Okay. So look at your bowl right now, and I, I, want you, I want you to think about this. When you started out and you came to the first station, and we had the syrup here at the first station, and it started out in the center, right? And who's in the center of your bowl, right? You. So this bowl basically represents your life. This is you. Your bowl is your life, and I wish we'd have had some life cereal we could have put in there and said, this is your life. Anybody remember life cereal? Some of y'all don't remember life cereal. You know, some of y'all don't know who that, what that is. You know, li- this is your life, and then everything else around it. So what this is, all these stations represent sin. It just represents the stages of sin, and it may start out sweet like syrup. You know, it's like, oh, man, this is great. This is good. I I love this. This is man. If, if this is if this is bad, I, you know, if the I don't know that I want to be right. You know, you have you heard people say that, you know, and, and and so as you move through though, and it's like you went from syrup to chocolate. Ooh, come on, somebody, some chocolate syrup, right? How many of you like chocolate and chocolate syrup? I do. I like that. But then as you move to the next one, you had some vegetable oil. Huh? Not so great, right? It's a little bit of a change, you know? And then if you get to the last station, what you had, does anybody know what you had? You had vinegar, apple cider vinegar. And it's just, at that point, it's, it, it's, it's not like where you started, right? It's not like how you started. And how many of you, when you look at your bowl, and it's this, this stuff started in the center of your bowl, but how many of you, all the stuff that we added to it now is touching every other thing that you wrote in your bowl? See, that's how sin is. Sin is messy. Sin is messy. It, it doesn't just affect us. Hey, guys, look at me. I want you to understand this because a lot of times that's the lie that we tell ourselves. That's the lie that the enemy tells us is that sin my own sin, it's just, it's just me. It's only going to affect me. But just as you begin to pour more and more into your bowl, and just as it spreads out from that center circle from you and begins to touch everything, not just the, the outer edges of your circle, it touches everything that you love. And it begins to taint everything you love. Your relationships, all these things that are hugely important in your in your life, as and in, 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 in my bold things that I have, my family, church, and the longer that I let sin reside in me, the more it touches all these other things in my life. Now, see, we've got about 10 minutes before we wrap this up. So this is what I want us to do. They're going to play some music. And for the next few minutes, we're going to spend some time in a prayer of repentance. And I just want you to ask yourself, God, what is it that I need to repent for? What are things that I've allowed myself to get involved with? Maybe are there people I've allowed myself to be influenced by? What are the things that you need to repent for? And then after that, we're going to come back together. We're going to sing one more song as we leave out of here. But tonight, that's where we have to start. We have to start and deal with sin in our life. Because we can't go and ask God, God, bless me over here. God, I want to get to to the blessing part. And God says, I can't bless you until we deal with this. Because if we don't deal with the sin in your life, you're not close to me. Because this is something else that you have to understand about sin. Sin separates. Sin separates you from God. Sin separates you from other people. And sin will separate you from who God truly is intends for you to be and so God says you can't receive my blessing until we deal with this so this is what I want you to do I want you to go ahead and find a place if you want to kneel down at your chair if you want to get off into a corner if you if you just want to sit quietly and bow your head that's fine but right now I want you to go ahead and do that go ahead and move and and get where you're going to go and get in the posture that you're going to get in And I don't want you talking, don't want you, don't you moving around after you get in that spot. And I want you to spend time asking God, God, 
what do you want me to see and what do I need to repent of
go ahead and ask Pastor Trent if he'll come back. We're just going to revisit that last song that we sang. And um, I want, before we, we do that, I, I want to, as a pastor of this church, I want to lead, as you pray a prayer of repentance for yourself personally, I want to pray a prayer of repentance as pastor over this church. That it's, it's one thing for us to, this, there's this idea of God's going to hold us accountable personally, but I think God's also going to hold the church accountable for our sins that we've committed and the things that probably we should have done that we didn't do. And so I want you to join me in just a corporate prayer, saying, God, you know, forgive us for not being the church at times that you've called us to be, times when we should have stood up and we didn't, or maybe we did say something and, and, and maybe we, we did it with the wrong motivation or the wrong ideas. And, and so this is where we maybe have demanded our own rights at the expense of relationship. And so, if you will, just bow your head. Father, we come to you. And Lord, this is the congregation that we're part of. We're the body of Christ. And as we recognize our own sin in each one of our lives personally, Father, there, there are wrongs that we ask for you to forgive us for as a corporate body. Lord, at times when we have maybe wanted our own personal preferences, we've demanded things. Maybe at times, Lord, where we have forgotten the mission that you've called us to and we've made it about other things times where we've come in Father and we have been so distracted and we haven't worshipped with our whole heart so Lord as pastor I repent personally and as a corporate body we repent and we pray Father that you would forgive us that you would wash us clean let our mind be set on you. Let our heart be set on you. And let us begin to reflect who you are and the mission that you've called us to. Make that clear before us. Make that clear in our mind. God, this is us. We bring our sin. We call it sin. We don't call it anything else, Lord. We have missed the mark in so many places. And so, Lord, we, we stand accountable for that. And we own up to it, our part in it, what we've done. Or maybe even the, the, the things that we should have done that we didn't do. We own it now. And we pray that you would forgive us. Because you said that you would. You said that you are just and faithful. And there is grace in your hands, Father. And you give it out willingly and you give it out abundantly. And so, Lord, that's what we pray. Forgive us. Forgive your church. Make us right. Let us reflect who you've called us to be in Jesus' name. Can you guys stand with us and let's let's sing this song one more time? I'm going to change it up a little bit. I uh, just felt this song in my heart. It's just come thou found. Old hymn, I think we all know, so sing this with us. So come thou found every blessing tune my heart to sing streams of mercy. Streams of mercy, never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise, teach me so. 